every moment spent in connection, reflecting on who we are and how we've grown, the moments that are full of joy and celebration, and then those moments that challenge us and ask us to change course, pivot in a new direction, and grow and change in ways that we never anticipated. Every moment spent in connection, sharing those reflections, coming together around shared experiences, changes who we are. Because it allows us to get to know who we are, to get to know our hearts, and it allows us to form connections and community around shared passions, interests, and joy. Welcome to Lessons In, a new series from Seek the Joy podcast. Through conversations focusing on life's biggest lessons, this series will explore the joys we can find through these experiences and the connection and community we create through sharing our reflections. It's an open and honest look at the moments and lessons in our lives that impact us. Every episode features a conversation that will leave you feeling inspired, motivated, full of joy, and get you thinking about the experiences in your life and the lessons they've taught you. Lessons In, a new series from Seek the Joy podcast. Welcome back to Lessons In. Today, I'm joined by Kirsten McIntyre to talk about a lesson that she's learned in forgiveness. And today's episode is really beautiful and timely because we talk about how quarantine has allowed her to dive into forgiveness more fully, really through the lens of understanding ancestral trauma and tapping into our inner child. We also talk about the power of journaling to a specific emotion. And I think this practice is so beautiful and powerful. And I hope that this will be something that you incorporate into your own life too. Kirsten shares with us the growth that she's experienced as a result of diving into forgiveness this way and really the joy that she's found. Her reflections and honesty and vulnerability will not only leave you feeling inspired, but will definitely remind you that our choice to forgive someone else is often the greatest gift that we can give ourselves. Kirsten and I first connected last year when she invited me on her beautiful podcast, West, Women Empowered Stronger Together. And Kirsten has definitely been on the other side of kindness and knows how vital cultivating kindness is for living a happy and fulfilled life. And she's, I don't know, I think she's definitely a forgiveness and acronym artist because just as the old masters remade themselves through their paintings, Kirsten reinvents herself through forgiveness, as well as turning everyday words into acronyms to help you live a more fulfilled and beautiful life. The intention behind WEST, which stands for Women Empowered Stronger Together, is to not only share her personal stories on releasing anger and coming into forgiveness, but to also really create a platform where other women can come forward to share their stories too. To learn more about Kirsten, this week's new episode, and our series Lessons In, head on over to our website, seekthejoypodcast.com. Everything is right there. I'm honestly really grateful and excited that Kirsten joined me this week to talk about a lesson in forgiveness and really the impact of forgiveness on her life because this year has been nuts and it's challenging us all to forgive. And I think to redefine forgiveness for ourselves is powerful and empowering and so timely. So without 
further ado, let's dive into today's new episode, Lessons in Forgiveness with Kirsten McIntyre. I'm really happy that we're talking about forgiveness because I think right now the idea of forgiveness is something we're all thinking about, forgiving ourselves, forgiving others. Um, How do you get to this space of forgiveness? So I think a good place to start might be what has your experience been like with forgiveness or what role has it played, you know, even, even in your life? You know, forgiveness for me has been top of mind for quite some time. And it's been kind of a vital role in my life, especially in the year of 2020. Mm-hmm. And once we were kind of in quarantine, you know, living in Colorado, all of that started about mid-March through kind of mid-June. I was, you know, forced to be in my house and not be moving a million miles an hour. You know, I was working a full-time job before I was teaching yoga. I was I was, you know, working 12 to 15 hour days and then I would do two podcast episodes a week and, Mm. you know, trying to maintain my relationship. And, you know, I was just going, 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 going all the time. And I wasn't really allowing myself, you know, I took care of myself as far as I would go to yoga regularly or I would, you know, journaling regularly and have my prayer practice and things like that. But what quarantine really um, kind of forced me to look at was some things within my own life that I hadn't really ever thought about too much or really um, been willing to dive into on a deep level. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's part of the the inner journey for me is that it's, it's layers and layers and layers and layers of pain, of wounding, of anger, of triggers, of all of these different things. And so what I really started to dive into was ancestral trauma specifically. Mm. And I was part of this group um, in June with Janet Connor. She's one of my favorite um, spiritual teachers. She's had a huge impact on my life. We held an intensive in the month of June, um, praying a prayer called the Ho'oponopono. And what that prayer is, it's an ancient Hawaiian prayer of forgiveness. Now, I have been praying this prayer since May of 2018. However, this particular intensive, the first week we prayed for ourselves, the second week we prayed for our ancestors, and the third week we prayed for everybody on the planet. Mm -hmm. And so during, during that time, when I was praying for my ancestors, I have um, on the dresser in my bedroom, I have this beautiful altar of pictures of all of my ancestors from both my mom and my dad's side. And as I was um, starting to pray that prayer and starting to kind of dive deep into my my own an- an ancestral stories and trauma, um, a lot of uh, this anger kind of rose to the surface uh, towards my mother, which I have a very challenging relationship with my mother. She's very manipulative and controlling and narcissistic. I am the oldest of 12 children. I was raised in a very strict Mormon home Mm -hmm. and I have since left the church, but um, I I found that I was kind of facing head on these, these, these issues that I have with my mother and I'd kind of ignored them to a point where I was like, I don't want to deal with that. It's too challenging. She's too difficult to deal with. And so as I started praying this this prayer for my ancestors, I decided to add some photos of my mother to this altar in my bedroom. And what I found 
that I, that I had to do was look at pictures of her as a little girl. Mm-hmm. And that was so helpful for me to do that because I found that if I looked at pictures of her, recent pictures of her, pictures as an adult, that anger would rise to the surface again. And it was almost like I couldn't even deal with it. But I found that if I looked at pictures of her as a five or six year old, as this happy, smiling little girl, it really helped me to kind of bring that forgiveness piece back in where I would be willing to pray for her, looking at her uh, at a picture of her when she was young. Hmm. And, um, you know, if, if you're on this forgiveness journey, which I think we all are, right, we're all on our yeah. forgiveness journey of you know, ourselves or our family members or people that have really hurt us, I found it to be incredibly helpful to just love her, love that little girl that was looking back at me in that photo, all the while knowing that she did not receive a lot of the love and the care and the attention that she needed as a child. And she had a bunch of um, behaviors modeled to her. And so she is the way that she is. But the biggest tool for me was that it helped me to understand and realize that my mother is incapable. She's incapable of all of these things that I really, really need for her and and a lot of the ways that I am angry. And I've been able to actually accept that she's incapable Hmm. by looking at her five-year-old face. Hmm. And I know that sounds maybe totally weird or crazy. No, I think it makes sense, actually. You know, we're all, we all have an inner child within us and we all, you know, wanted so desperately when we were that age to have the things that we need. And so... I'm, I'm still in the thick of it. You know, I'm still in the process of, of forgiving my mother. Um, but it's been really a very beautiful way of looking at it to change my entire adaptation of what I thought was possible. What's so interesting, I think personally about what you just shared is you're, you're really talking about connecting to the goodness of someone, connecting to the sweetness of someone and that level of innocence and who they were, who they are as a child. And I think if we can look at other people sort of through that lens of kindness, right? And through that lens of of sweetness that you described and just love them, which is easier said than done, but I think your story is such a good testament to making that perspective shift and just seeing, seeing that good in someone else and recognizing that yes, I am hurt. Uh, Whatever the situation is, I am hurt. My feelings are hurt. I am disappointed. We all have tumultuous relationships like this in our lives. But if we can separate the behavior maybe from the person in that moment, and this doesn't apply to everybody, but I think sometimes with friends or family, maybe this is something we can do. It sounds like it really allows you to step into forgiveness more deeply because, I mean, we hear this all the time, forgiveness is more about you and the impact it has on you than it than it really is about the other person. Because if you're carrying around anger or disappointment or hurt, it, it hurts you more than it hurts the person that you're angry with. Um, so I think the perspective and in, in your experience that you just shared is so interesting and, and there's so much wisdom from, from that too. Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. There's, there's wisdom in it. And I also have had to come to the realization that yes, it is, it is only holding me back. You know, when, when we hold anger or resentment towards another person, we're really giving them a piece of our power Mm. and we're really giving them this, this ability to, you know, when really it's our choice to let that go, but we, we kind of push it on the other person or 
into this blame sphere because we are so angry. Um, however, knowing that if we can forgive somebody else, that it's going to be the greatest, you know, the greatest gift that we can give ourselves. Uh, the acronym that I came up with for, for forgive, you know, I have a real gift for mm -hmm. turning everyday words into acronyms is, uh, so forgive, forgoing our resentments, um, gaining internal victorious involvement, because that's really what forgiveness is. It's, it's being able to free ourselves from the pain, from the hurt. And a lot of these relationships that we hold so much resentment or anger, the wound is so raw just mm. beneath the surface. So oftentimes we feel like we've been taken advantage of, or we've been betrayed, or we've been in abusive relationship in some form or fashion. And so because those wounds are you know, just right below the surface. And because those wounds are so deep, it's very easy for those wounds or those triggers to come to the surface. But as I have, have gone through the last several months with this ebb and flow and these ups and downs, I've had some conversations with some of them have gone okay. Some of them have gone terribly. Mm -hmm. And so I, I find myself having to kind of untangle from that toxicity for, you know, weeks at a time. But as I'm untangling myself from that, I allow myself more sleep. I have more time to just be on my own, but I also and honor every single emotion that comes up for me because I know that me pushing it down and not dealing with it is going to just increase that resentment. And so I to be able to get to a place where I can say, okay, yes, I love my mother is incapable. I am going to work on forgiving her for X, Y, and Z so that I can really free myself. But if I don't allow to feel those things, I feel as though I'm taking two or three steps back instead of kind of pushing forward on my path to freedom. It's really about allowing yourself to feel the full range of emotions, it sounds like, and and not really pushing any any of it down. And yes, those wounds, when they come up, like they can be really raw and really painful. And often it's the greatest healing I have found to be able to sit with those wounds and sit with that, you know, frustration or anger or disappointment or sadness, because through sitting with it, and by sitting with it, I mean, allowing it to be, you know, not fighting against it, not trying to like rationalize it away, just feel what you're feeling. And in that moment is when you can start to process it and figure out for yourself, you know, what this means and how I can move through it. And, and I love what you shared that about this acronym for forgiveness, because it really is about this victorious empowerment. Because when you choose to forgive, you choose to let go, to move forward, you are empowering yourself along the way. And that's exactly what you just described. Oh, yes. And I have found that I think about, you know, all the things that I've been through and, and the trauma and the wounds and the hurt. And I just, okay, if I can forgive this particular person, like my mother, then my goodness, I I can do anything. You know, I, if I can forgive her, I can forgive anybody. If I can get to this place of freedom with her, then it's like, it's like almost like I feel as though I'm going to be just unstoppable. Totally. And something that has really, really helped that I've kind of developed during the last few months is I'm, I'm an avid journaler. I, I'm very much a believer in there's so much 
magic that comes through when you take a pen to paper. What I'm doing is journaling specifically to whatever motion emotion I am feeling at the time. Mm. And so I will literally write in my journal, dear anger, dear resentment, dear shame, dear, you know, whatever the emotion is that I'm feeling. And then I will write a sentence that says, what do you need me to remember mm. right now? And the reason I use that language is because I'm also a believer that, you know, our souls are and we come into these, I believe in past lives. And I believe that every time that we come into the next life or the next life, you know, we're giving these lessons so that our souls can evolve. However, I believe that we have all the answers that we need within us already. We just need to remember what those answers are. So I found that when I, um, I, I shifted my language to Dear anger, what do you need me to know right now? I shifted it to dear anger, what do you need me to remember right now? Mm. It completely shifted everything because it gave I it's almost as if I was giving myself permission for this this wisdom that I have within me to come through. And the most profound experiences that I have had in my journaling life have been within the last few months, journaling specifically to an emotion. And I get the most profound clarity and answers to to move forward in my life. Or I have things come up for me that I didn't even realize I was angry about. And it's Mm. kind of almost like you, you're able to just get it all out through the page. And there's so much wisdom from that. So if you're struggling with forgiveness or you're struggling with a specific emotion that you feel comes up for you a lot or really triggers you, especially with everything that's going on in the world right now, I would highly encourage you to just try it. You know, if it doesn't work for you, great. But, you know, give it a try and see if you have as profound of an experience as I have. Mm. I love this journaling practice that you just shared because I think it's really powerful to address the emotion directly. You know, often we, yes. we journal about how we're feeling, but to address the emotion directly and ask what am I supposed to remember? What am I supposed to know? What am I supposed to learn and take from this experience? Because there's a lesson within every moment. There's a lesson within every emotion. There's a lesson within um, every exchange. And it's about what you can take from it and what you can also give. And so if you can focus on the emotion, I think, in the way that you described, and it's about what, what do I need to remember? What about myself? What about my past? Whether it's in this lifetime or in lifetimes, you know, previous, I think that is so healing and so powerful. And it sounds like it's really had a profound impact on your journey with forgiveness. It really has. I would say that it's been such a vital piece for me because feel emotions differently. You know, mm-hmm. you may express your anger or resentment completely different than I do, which is great and beautiful because we're all unique human beings have our own having our own experiences. However, it's helped me to get really intimate with my own emotions, how I tick, how I react to things. You know, it's it helped me to learn, okay, this is how I deal with anger. This is the wisdom that's coming up for me around anger. So I'm angry next time. Take a step back 
take a few deep breaths and get to a place where I'm able to respond to the situation or the person if I'm speaking to somebody rather than reacting and going back into this place where, you know, I'm going to hit the roof in anger and I'm going to say something maybe that I don't mean. And it's helped me to really kind of bring that down for like a 10 to a two simply by to know that specific emotion on a very intimate and deep level with my own Mm -hmm. self. Mm -hmm. What has surprised you the most about your journey with forgiveness, whether it's, you know, this year alone and all the work that you've been doing or, or just, just in general? I think it's that uh, the growth that I have experienced, how far I've come, you know, I think about where I am sitting right now talking to you today where I was even a year ago. Mm -hmm. And I have been able to let go of things that if you would have told me a year ago that like I was going to be, you know, praying the full practice for my mother, looking at her five-year-old face, I would have, I would have laughed at you because, (laughs) you know, back then it wasn't even a thing where I could have a conversation with my mother. It wasn't a thing where I thought that forgiveness was even possible For me, even though I had been praying this prayer for two years, I think the most surprising thing is just that I'm, I've changed so much. And I think, okay, if I can do it, and if I get from these places and get to a place of forgiveness for people that have deeply, deeply hurt me in my life, my gosh, anybody can do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That growth is huge because within that choice to forgive, within that choice to let go, to, um, I think in a lot of ways, choose yourself and choose your own healing and grow through that. It, it, there's a lot of beauty and happiness and love and joy and growth that comes from that. And so I'm curious about the role of joy in forgiveness. Have you felt more joy since you've stepped into this space of forgiveness? Has that shifted for you? You know, it really has. I find that I have so many more moments of joy in everyday activities. I find I'm so much more grateful for the simple things of life, like, you know, just being able to get in my car and have it connect to my cell phone Mm -hmm. and play beautiful piano music through the speakers in my car. I find that I'm just so much more present than I used to be because when I, when I held on to all of that resentment and all of that anger and mind you, you know, I'm not, I'm not through this journey yet. You know, I think that the journey of forgiveness is, is lifelong. However, when I'm not in those spaces of all of that pent up emotion and anger, I'm able to be present because my mind isn't drifting off to all the reasons I'm mad at somebody or all Mm. the reasons I've been hurt by somebody. I've been able to really slow down and enjoy life so much more than I was before. I'm not working nearly as hard as I was. You know, I still work hard, of course, but I'm not working 1,500 days anymore because I don't need to. And I think partly why I was doing it is because, you know, in the culture, my mother's families don't really ever stop moving, always, always doing something. Mm -hmm. And so my grandmother was that way. And my great grandmother was that way. And my mother was that way. And it's like, if you're idle, then something's wrong. You need to always be moving, but also coming into this place of 
that I realizing that part of why I was keeping myself so busy is because I was ignoring some things that were just below the surface that seemed too scary or daunting to deal with. And so I kind of was like, oh, I'll just ignore that. But the problem with that is that it makes it worse. It makes the wound fester. It makes your emotions worse. And then your level of projection onto other people in your life goes up. And then you find yourself in even more misery than you were before. And so being present has helped me significantly to just find the joy in everyday things. Hmm. I can't thank you enough for this conversation because I think in the year 2020, forgiveness is really prominent. So much of our lives have shifted from what we, you know, very far from what we had planned or even, you know, our day-to-day routines have changed. And we've had, I think we've had to step into this space of acceptance through forgiveness or even forgiveness through acceptance. I think it's so interchanged. So I'm really, really glad we had this conversation. I think it's really timely. And your experience with forgiveness, I think, um, not that it's unique, but I, I love the way you shared it about through this lens of looking at the past and ancestral trauma and really focusing on this, you know, the child, the inner child within all of us and the sweetness and the goodness and, and looking at people through that lens. And I just, I can't thank you enough. Kirsten, where, where, where can everybody find you and connect and, and learn more? Absolutely. Thank you for this conversation as well. It's been a true joy to speak to you today. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at West podcast. Uh, my uh, podcast is called West. It stands for Women Empowered Stronger Together. It's on um, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon Music, really anywhere that you can find podcasts. Um, please feel free to reach out to me if you feel called or you'd like to know more or, you know, any of those those great, great things. You can just reach out to me on Instagram via West Podcast or on Facebook. I'm just under West Women Empowered Stronger Together. Perfect. Everything will be in the show notes. I, I would love for everyone to connect with you and check out your beautiful podcast. And just thank you so much again. Uh, this, this was so wonderful. It really was. Thank you too. 